0: Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here, joined by Sterk. From here comes the boom for, yes, another instalment of the Sterk and Ozza show, where we review everything that happened in the past round of the NRL, and we preview the upcoming week of games. First of all, Sterk, how are you, my friend?
1: Pretty good, mate. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, do I'm I'm doing alright. Um not being up to not been up to much. Same old, same old. Although I'm a bit worried that um here in New South Wales we could be about to go through a second wave of the virus, unfortunately. Um so that's uh that that's not too good, but um It's more of an unknown. So have you heard much about actually what's going on over here? I
1: haven't actually. And to be fair, a bit naive to it completely. I thought it was more um, the Queensland side of things was a bit of an issue. So is it more New South Wales? Oh, it's... So, well,
0: Victoria's back in lockdown, but yeah, it's Queensland's fine. Well, not fine, but as in there's no further developments from (laughs) queensland um so what it is basically is there's this pub in a place called Casula, which is sort of southwest sydney i believe which i'm in western sydney so i'm not too overly far from there um basically there was someone at a pub there with the virus and um they spread it to some people there um And one of the, you know, there was like a worker was one of them who was going around serving people as well, so that didn't help. Um, And there was also someone who contracted it that day, didn't know they had it, and I believe went to another pub like the next couple of days. So anyone who was in these two pubs between like the past week basically has to go into uh, self, has to get tested and go into self-isolation um, and at the moment, there are a couple of hotspots they're calling it. So that area, that Southwest Sydney area, they're telling people, you know, to self quarantine, um, et cetera, and get tested. However, the problem is, is that we don't know if there will be a second wave. It looks like there may be with new cases coming out of the virus. However, they don't know whether they've contained it to that area, Yet, I see. or if or if there are people who have since travelled, um, and have spread it, so it, it's sort of unknown. In the end, it could be just just that little area, which I hope so, just that small area, and they can work on overcoming it there. However, um, there are cases rising in that area, which is cause for concern for the rest of the state. So to relate that back to the NRL, what the NRL have done is um they have a background plan, they're calling it, a plan just in case Sydney, well, New South Wales, has to go back into a um, a state of lockdown um, to actually move all clubs to Queensland.
1: Oh, so okay. that's
0: So that'll keep the season alive, at least. Um, But yeah, um, so it, it's... It, it it's a bit um it's concerning i'd say um i'm i'm a bit worried i think we will i don't know i have a feeling we will go we will regress a bit however, I'm not sure whether we'll go back to a to i guess the full. peak of the virus yet yeah, the full full lockdown in the sense that i think ugh, pubs et cetera will probably stay open but with like further restrictions i don't think we'll see Businesses shut down again, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's um, not looking too too amazing at the moment. Yeah,
1: um, that's, that's a shame to hear, man. I um I had heard a bit about it, and I think I just got the two um, the two states mixed up there. But yeah, it's a shame that of the outbreak, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's the unknown that's probably the scariest part. You know, it yeah, could definitely be, could be. Not too major, but yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be quite consequential in the end. So fingers crossed it's not. But um, yeah, I'm thinking about you guys over there. Hopefully it's yeah. Yeah, bad.
0: Yeah. Well, are you ready to get into this past uh, this round nine, um, round nine's games from the past
1: week? Yeah, looking forward to getting into this one. A few. Um, I didn't do a great tipping this week, so a few interesting results to dissect.
0: Yeah, well, we'll kick things off with Thursday. The Sydney Roosters defeating North Queensland Cowboys 42-16. to 16. That first half for me, the Cowboys actually looked the better side, except for a couple of mistakes. They looked more likely to score. They did score. They were up 6-0. Kyle felt from in front of the post could have put the Cowboys in front by eight points. After missing that conversion, the Roosters went on to score 42 unanswered, so it was a big game-changing moment. And, of course, yeah. the Cowboys will get a couple of tries late. However, um, the Roosters coming away with the clear
1: victory there. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, just on that Cole Felt one, it just shows, you know, the Roosters are the worst team to give those little opportunities to, eh? just give them a little sniff. They will playing, playing pretty poor. Like, the Cowboys were playing better than the Roosters, but, honestly, it, that that says more about the the roosters and the cows for me because the, the roosters weren't playing great at all. Like, the cows, it's not like the cows were perfect. The roosters were popping up heroes and, yeah, that really was a momentum swinger and, you know, roosters were able to take charge of it and cowboys, yeah, it's just getting worse and worse for them. Um, yeah, 42-16 and, you know, we they lost Jake Friend at one point and they've obviously bit battered with Verrils and Radley and they weren't their best and they still put forty two points on them. Honestly I don't know where the Cowboys go to. They're missing homes for a lengthy period of time and yeah, I think it's I think it's officially time to put the red line through them.
0: Yeah, uh what are your thoughts on Paul Paul Green? Do you think he'll end up getting the sack during the season he might leave at the end of the season what do you think will happen there I
1: yeah, mean well, I, so, so I sorry do th- yeah no no I do think his job's at jeopardy but I think the question is do you do it now or do you do it at the end of the season um, I don't know if there's if anyone can come in right now and you know fix it up but tell you what they've got the roster to do so um, when they're healthy now they've lost drink water now they've lost homes um, Michael Morgan's not back So I don't know what you you're able to do. Someone someone mentioned a good comparison, like because obviously Paul Green's done well in the sense that he got them a champ, um, got them in a premiership, but it's obviously not working now. Even with a very talented roster, and someone compared it to Madge McGuire. Maybe kind of just just. It's the time. The time's up, you know, you did great stuff, but maybe just a a change is needed. And, yeah, I think just the question is when, and I'm not too sure. Honestly, if they do it now, I wouldn't be um, too, you know, against it, but they could wait to the end of the season because I'm not too sure what a new coach could do to save their season at the moment. Yeah,
0: uh, well, anyway, we'll move on now to the second game of the round, Friday night, the Gold Coast Titans beating the New Zealand Warriors 16-12. I'm obviously happy as a Titans fan, but Graham Mattersley did come out and admit that the referees got a couple of decisions wrong, um, including a decision which could have, you know, directly led to the Warriors either drawing or winning the games. So, um, questions over that one? Although, as a Titans fan, I'm glad. We are certainly looking better than last season and I'm gradually getting more confident that we will prop that we'll will avoid the spoon I think um well it, it, the way the bulldogs are looking right now and um I know the broncos got the win over the bulldogs but you know we can't just forget about them now that they've gotten one win uh, for um, sure you know I, I think the titans oh, well, the warriors as well but the titans I think they're I, I'm I'm not ruling it out completely but at the moment, we are looking okay. Um, currently, three wins and six losses on the season. Which, if you told me that at the start of the year, that yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. However, uh, we'll we'll get it into the next one, um, the next their next game specifically um, in a little bit. However, they got the Storm next away, Penrith at home, and the Roosters away. Are uh, the Titans next three games? So. Uh, I'm I'm expecting an 0-3. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, however, the Warriors, looking a bit up and down. However, as I say, they could have won this game if the decision had gone their way. Uh, what did you think of this game?
1: Well, I quite enjoyed this game because um, I was watching it with one of my best mates who I haven't seen in a long time, and he's a Warriors fan, so we're watching this one, and just watching it, it was just, Seen it for the eyes of a Warriors fan you know you see them a bit on Facebook this is our year and the highs and lows and rollercoaster there's more downs and ups and watching him react to this game was just classic it was very enjoyable on my, my end I think he was about to have a heart attack but um, yeah I like you said the Warriors you know they had that 12 nil lead and the Titans credit to them um, similar to the Tigers game they um, I think, was that game just after the resumption or just before? I think it was just yeah. after when they come back. Tigers. So, at least that's a big positive for them to stick in there where they don't... It's not like they've got, like, anything to look towards this season. Yeah. Like, obviously, in, in terms of finals aspirations, but still, when you're down and pull pour, pour back into games where you're out of, is a lot to say and we talked about a couple weeks ago and you were talking about the David Fafita um, potential looking and I was saying stuff like I don't know why David Fafita would want to join the Titans and we can compare it to the Broncos but I like what they've, I'm, I've changed my tune. I've just thought about it more Yeah, and I like what they're building, a couple of good signings and if they're able to know David Fafita, that. but even if they don't get David Fafita they can spend that money on some experience and some more class in the back, so I do like what the Titans have got, and I'm pretty high on um, their coach at the moment too, so it's promising stuff for the Titans, especially when like this year, no one should really be focusing on this year for the Titans Um, it should be about the upcoming years, so yeah it's been a pretty, it's been overall a good stepping stone this year for the Titans Yeah, definitely, Uh, just on
0: what you were saying about the Titans, you know, it, it, it being a bit far away from the finals, that is true. And no, I'm not tipping them to make the finals. But did you know currently they're fifteenth, right? They're two. They're yeah. two points outside of the top eight. Yeah. The t-
1: yeah, it is pretty crammed. at this. Yeah, sport, the
0: Tigers, it? Sharks, and Seagulls. So eighth to tenth are on eight points. Then the Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Titans are all on six, and. They're being separated by four and against. The Titans have a minus 123 for and against, 100, minus 109 for the Broncos, minus 97 for the Warriors, minus 58 for the Cowboys, and minus 16 for the Dragons. So for this crop of teams, especially the likes of the Titans, Broncos, Warriors, who are down the ladder... They're not only going to be wanting to win games, they're going to be wanting to win by a fair margin if they are to be any chance at making the top eight. Uh, We move on now to the second Friday night game, the third game of the round in round nine. We have the Rabbitohs up against the Tigers. I did tip the Tigers in this one. Uh, I said last week I'd stick by them. But um, eighteen to ten, and it could have been thirty. I think if Adam Reynolds was on the ball with his goal kicking, if he'd got five from five, um, so really it looked it was an eight point win. But the Rabbitohs were clearly the better team, which disappoints me a bit because I I have liked what I've seen from the Tigers um so far this season, and I still do think that they are a top eight team oh it, it sort of ends up going up and down um like a yo-yo yeah, like, sure. like a yo-yo one week they're looking amazing and like a sure thing for the top eight they're looking solid the next week they're dropping their halfback Luke Brooks after a couple of losses and I don't know they've got the Broncos up next which um if the Broncos win that will probably be cause for concern for the Tigers. And Brisbane will probably be expecting to win that, I'd say, after the um, after the performance uh, against the
1: Bulldogs. So they'll be looking to kick on there. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? Oh, it was a typical Rabbitohs performance, really. Like, it's just they show glimpses of why we had them in that kind of title contending frame at the start of the year. You know, obviously, they've got a great, great... Um, you know, set of outside bats and great halves and obviously Damien Crooks damaging as well, but then they just let teams back into it. They just have these little lapses throughout the game. And the Tigers they just fly at the start and they got back in it and with the you know, we actually we'll get to it at the when we preview the upcoming games with the Luke Brooks and Brook incident. Um obviously he's gonna be dropped this week but yeah, we'll touch on that when um, we come to the preview. But yeah, overall, overall, I think it reflected both how both teams have been performing this year. To be fair, yeah,
0: uh, we got sharks going down to the Panthers fifty-six to twenty-four on Saturday. Um, look, uh, uh, see, I want to say a dominating performance by a at least in attack, it was. But you know, they still they. To be fair, they did concede 24 points, which you know generally winning sides don't concede 24 points. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a bit of an odd one. It was an entertaining game, a high-scoring one. Of course, Charlie Staines scoring four tries due to um, social distancing breaches at, in terms of the NRL's rulings. He'll be out at least for the next couple of weeks. So Dean Farrow comes back into the Pampers side for their next game up against the Cowboys on Sunday, which I'm very excited for because I'll be attending this game and it's back at Penrith. So, yeah, I'll be glad to, to see that, hopefully. And, you know, if the second wave of COVID does sort of come in, at least I can get one more game in there before um fans might not be allowed back to the footy. But, yeah, look, a great performance by Penrith. Um I, I, I just would have liked to see a, a bit better in defence. You know, it was a shame that, they put the fifty-six points on, but he, and I know they still won by a fair margin. But conceding twenty-four, I don't know. I guess I'm a bit nitpicky. If a team's going to win, if a team's going to put fifty-six on you, you expect less than ten points conceded. That that's just me, though. Um, would you agree, or do you still think that this could this could class as a a, a sort of world-class, amazing, dominant victory? and I'm just being a bit nitpicky, I guess.
1: Well, I think you're allowed to be nitpicking now, because I think they're officially a team that really, a premiership end of the year, is well and truly in their sights. I think you can now put them in that contending um, bubble, and that's, you know, you've got to nitpick, and conceding 24 points after putting 56 on, yes, you can look at the 56 and think, holy moly, that's impressive, but Twenty-four points, you know that's that's conceding a lot. So I'm really looking forward to seeing. Oh, even though it's against the Cowboys next week, I am. I feel like there's going to be a lot of emphasis. This is just me, you know, having a guess. There's going to be a lot of emphasis from the coaching this week on their defense, and I think they'll just that will be their main focus this week. And hopefully, they make a statement and really show those ones that maybe aren't quite up to my standard in the sense of oh, I shouldn't say standard up to my um, opinion on we should label them as Premiership frits now. maybe if they show a defensive effort next week against the cows even though it's not the best litmus test, I think we should really start yeah it could be one of those games where we a lot of people do consider the pampers in that kind of um, in that realm.
0: Okay, well, we move on to the last game on Saturday. The Broncos defeating the Bulldogs 26-8. to eight. Um, This one wasn't the best game in terms of the error rate was pretty high. I was watching this one at my local pub, and I could have sworn every time I went to get a drink, I turned around, I'd go to get a drink, I'd turn back, someone's just knocked the ball on. So... I don't know. I ended up, you know, I ended up realizing I was like, "Geez," every time I turn around to talk to someone or do something, and I turn back. Someone's just dropped the ball. Um, so uh, it wasn't great in that respect. However, the the Broncos backs did look good in this one. I'd say I, I'd say their backs were probably the stars of the show. Um, one one performance that I was impressed with, and it was probably really the only performance from a Bulldogs player I liked, it was Luke Thompson on debut. I saw very good signs. I'd say about his first four runs, he would have notched up about 20 metres per run. Um, he was aggressive in defence. Um, him and Tevita Pangai had a bit of back and forth. So, you know, I know it's only one game, but, you know, are we possibly looking at a player who could have, like, that aggressive side of things? And if he does, will it be similar to, like, a Sam Burgess where it can get him into trouble at times? Um you know, or even a David Clemmer a couple of years ago. I know at least he was, you know, he'd get really aggressive and it'd end up, if you'd frustrate David, it it used to be if you could frustrate David Clemmer when he was at the Bulldogs, by the end of the game, he'd be, you know, he'd be looking to put on big hits and sometime, you know, it was a 50-50, it wouldn't come off and it'd end with him having a bad game. Could we see something similar happen to Luke Thompson is what I'm thinking of? Um what were your thoughts on the game overall, and what was your what were your thoughts on Thompson's debut? Because it, it was hyped a lot, wasn't it?
1: It was um, all eyes were on him. I'd say. Yeah, it was. Um, and to be honest, man, I actually didn't watch much of the game. I was watching the Crusaders versus the Blues. Um, it was a Super. Rugby. Oh, I would have
0: preferred to watch that.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't blame yeah, you. To, yeah, to um, just put it, you know, simply, it was a. The two teams that uh, were both undefeated um, so far, and the Blues say the four from four. So it was one of those games where I was going to watch, and I was going to just watch the first half and maybe watch it later. But it, it really lived up to the hype of that game. So I didn't quite watch much of the Broncos, but and yeah, didn't see much of Luke Thompson when I was watching. Um, but yeah, he's one. He's a, he's one. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on next week. Um, or in the well. Did he end up, is he, because I did see some things, that he, he's not suspended or anything, is he? Cause, or anything like I, that. I haven't heard anything.
0: I haven't really had a, I don't think so. He, did, yeah, get it, he did get in trouble in the first half and I thought he was going to get put on report, but he didn't. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think he's all right. But it's, it, it was an offence. I can't specifically remember what it was. I think it might have been a high tackle. It's something that I thought he would, Go
1: on report four, okay, so cool. yeah, because yeah. I, I, I saw something about that and I but I hadn't seen anything since that night, so I was pretty sure he wasn't. But yeah, like you said, Broncos won, but we probably shouldn't look too much into it as the Bulldogs are you know, two two um wins at, um below everyone else in the bottom of the ladder. So, yeah, don't really look the aggression side of thing. Obviously, Tavita Pango Jr. can throw in that realm as well. When he's on, he's on. Yeah. But that child aggression is important. And, you know, I like to touch on a guy later on who's a very really key part of his team that is a great player. But like likes a Sam Burgess, like a Tavita, yeah, um, yeah the, the Clema example is good too. It could get in the way from. Yeah, it can sometimes work against him. So, yeah, there's a player coming up in our later rounds. who had an absolute later games that had an absolute belter that, um, yeah, it will be awesome to touch on him. But, yeah, overall, what I heard from the game was a sloppy affair. And I'm pretty pretty happy with my decision to watch the Crusaders game over the weekend. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not blaming you
0: there. we move on now to the Raiders up against the Melbourne Storm. The Storm taking this one out twenty points to 14, a couple of controversial, oh, sorry, one really controversial decision, of course, uh, Bailey Simonson, um, I don't think it was a professional foul. I know you did. Um,
1: oh, not really. Not
0: really oh, I know you commented it on a post, <laughs> so you can, I don't know, get some replies or something. Did you get many replies on
1: that? I didn't actually, Now, I To be fair, man, the more, like, at, in the spur of the moment, I actually did... And I heard the commentators going about it, and I thought they were going a little bit over the top. But yeah, looking at more and more, I think, yeah, I am definitely in the minority, and I think I was wrong. My my first thought was, oh, yeah, he took him out. But yeah, like, there was, you know, he wasn't going to take out Adeka. He was going for the ball. He tangled up, and how I saw it was like, yes, he disadvantaged Josh Adeka from, you know, getting the ball and potentially scoring. But, you know, it wasn't. But then looking back at it, um, he wasn't, you know, that wasn't his intention. Um, yeah, so, now, nah, overall, though, um, yeah, it's, you know, those little calls, they, they happen. Um, but I think the big takeaway from this game is the Josh and injury. Uh, Josh Haddocker, Josh Hodson injury. Yep. So, um, look, you know, one player doesn't make a team. But for me, he's there. Most important player, I think he's the best player as well. You know, and you can, I think, yeah, there's differences between best and important, but you know, I think a lot of the, the attack goes through him. We talked at the start of the year that they're two running halves and they're missing kind of a in the play. You know, yep. someone to kind of around the footy park. And Josh had a uh, Josh had a catch. Josh Hodgson, so is that player for the Raiders? And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna miss him and. There's some handy backups here, but they really, they're really a different style of players to Josh Hodgson. Yeah, uh,
0: definitely. We move on now to Sunday. Got the Parramatta Reels eking out a 10-4 victory over the Newcastle Knights. Clinton Gutherson uh, was interviewed after the game by Fox. Instantly, instantly, I guess, dismissing the win, said that they were able to eke out a close victory, but he personally was not happy with their performance. Um, what did you think of the game? Do you agree with Gutho? Do you think the Eels had a bit of a bad game and were lucky to get the victory over Newcastle in this one?
1: Um, Yeah, well, it's interesting because you could probably say, yes, it was a bad game, but I think it was one of those victories that, in last year, Eels would lose these types of games. The games where we touched on the Roosters, how they were just having a shocking game you know, making errors and mistakes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they only conceded one try and you could blame that more on the Knights just looking clunky and offense. But still, they, you know, they held them out. And, yeah, it was a nice, it was a good, gritty win. And I think that was very, I think they need these performances when things aren't going to plan and they're still grind out a win against, you know, a quality team that's going to probably, you know, can. Obviously, is counting the top eight and probably a good chance of staying there yep. this season. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those ones where, yes, it wasn't their best performance, but it's it's one of those performances where at the end of the year, I think you'll look back at it and think it was a, a win that they can reflect on and be proud of. So, yeah, it's tough. And just the guy, Nathan Brown was awesome. Yep. He's, he, you know, it's hard to say he's an X-factor for the Eels because you've got... Gufferston, Mitchell Moses, you know, Strike Weapons, and Mike Sevo, Wonga Blake, but he's expected in the sense that like we said before, you know, he uh, with the case of Luke Thompson to Vita Pangai Jr., they've got that aggression, but, you know, it's been able to control it. He's missed some time this year, and also he's got injury history as well. Um, yeah, for him, he's a very, I don't know if it's underrated player is the right word, but you know, just we want to see him on the park more, and he is just such a valuable asset to this team. He was my player of the round. Um, I do a quick rapid roundup on my page and I just thought he was outstanding. So I think he's a piece of that Eels team that gets looked over and I was very impressed by his performance and Reed Mahoney as well. One of the best games I've seen him play for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I think Nathan Brown probably was close to that player of the round as well. He's certainly the Eels' best player. I'm really happy with the Eagles forward pack this season. They don't get enough credit um, because of how good their back line is and how, I guess, well-known their back line is. However, the Fords have arguably been that bit better this season. They've been, I guess, the glue that sort of held it together. In a sense, maybe, yeah. um, and you know, I guess the glue that has the glue that has you know led to them winning, winning a few games. You know what I mean? They, I think, they've been so, so integral um, that yeah, I think as a whole, they've uh, they have been better than than their backs. Uh, we go to the last game. Yeah on Sunday. Yeah, just, yeah, sorry. Oh,
1: just with Eel, Eel's four-pack, like, to put it put it in a, you know, probably in a way to kind of measure how good they are. If, you know, you're picking, and obviously it's hypothetical, but picking a state of origin side either tomorrow or even at the end of the year, and you're either, yeah, you make it a four-pack. And if Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown, only Regan Campbell-Gillard's played out of all of them in the Origin Arena. But if any of them guys were picked in the team, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying all, all five of them. Obviously, there's a lot of contention um, for spots. But honestly, man, like, if any of them ones got picked, I would not question that at all. And I think they're well worth their worth their spots. Like, say if Jake Dvojevic went down, I think, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, he's... You know, kind of a replica of Jake DeVoy, which in a sense is Nathan Brown with more of an aggressive side to him. And, yeah, Ryan Madison, I thought, was unlucky last year. And I can go on about the others as well. That just shows how good they are. And Reid Mahoney's one of the ones contending for the Queensland another nice spot. So, yeah, even though they're not rep players as such, they're definitely rep poorly, I believe, anyway.
0: Couldn't agree more, man. Uh, we move on to that last game of the round now. The Dragons, 34-4 to over Manly. Things aren't looking too good for the Seagulls. Things are looking a bit better for the Dragons. They've won three of their past five. The two games they lost were to last year's grand finalists, and they didn't exactly get flogged either. Do you think the Dragons are genuinely on the up a bit, or do you do you think that when push comes to shove, when they verse a couple of high quality teams, they'll be right back down? What do you well, what do you
1: reckon? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's tough. Like, that was their first game with Hunt at their starting nine, and it was impressive to see. And obviously, he's been, you know, kind of playing that role anyway, but coming off the bench and doing it. And ever since then, they've looked a looked better team. And even though the Manly were down in troops, they're a team that is well coached and got some great players in it as well. And they put a number on them. Um, But, yeah, like... Yeah, it's interesting because the last, the last two weeks they've come up against really good teams and the Raiders and the Roosters haven't won, but they, they've they been impressive and just looking forward to the next next week um, gets the Bulldogs. You know, you expect them to win that um, in the next couple of weeks. It's the Sharks, another winnable game. The Rabbits, um, oh, then they've got the Roosters in round 13. So they've got three, three winnable games, I believe, and then... You know, the Roosters, you never know, um, they might be really hitting their stride there. I would definitely tip the Roosters from, you know, from what I know now. But I really yeah, I'm really impressed with the Dragons at the moment. I feel like they've figured it out, but it could be one of those things, um, where, you know, they could go back to square one when they do come up against the top class opposition. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not I don't think they'll really contend for the finals,
0: but I'm starting to think that they um they won't, be, they won't be really contending for the wooden spoon. They're
1: definitely worth a mention, though, now, eh? Yeah. Like, at the start of the season, I thought, no way. It was more, if I had to choose, it, would they be more contending for the wooden spoon or the finals? I would have said the wooden spoon. So, to turn that around, even with, like, they've, yeah, like, this is, their, they're not on a win streak. Like, they lost their last two and they've won this yeah. one. Uh, and they're still in a, in, a, in a position where they could definitely have final footy on their sides. Do I think they'll make it? Probably not. But, you know, it's it's definitely not out of the picture for sure. Yeah, well, we move on.
0: Now it's round 10. First game of the round tomorrow night. Grand final rematch. Roosters up against the Raiders. I'm going with the Chooks for this one. I think understandable reasons. Canberra haven't looked too good the past few weeks. The Roosters, other than that loss against Melbourne, who are another world-class side. Uh, just it's just another day at the office. No matter who they verse, it seems I am going with the the Roosters here. Look, not a flogging, but I think I think quite a quite a an easy win. I will say, uh, who are you going for this one?
1: Yeah, I think it's the Roosters, man, for sure. Like the Raiders weren't even looking themselves. On attack anyway with Hodgson in the frame, and now without him, uh, they're really going to pull something out of their hat this week to get that off. And they're back at the Sydney Cricket Ground as well, the Roosters. So they've always performed well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the Roosters will, like you said, com- yeah, comfortable win. It might not be a flogging, but I think the the result won't really be in doubt at any point of this match for me. Yeah, uh, Storm versus Titans. Our two teams going at it.
0: I've got to go the Melbourne Storm, though. That's, um, I think, understandable. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with the Melbourne Storm. Look, a comfortable win, but uh, I don't know. The Titans have only been beaten by 40 points once this season. Against the Cronulla Sharks, forty to ten, and when they have lost by a fair bit, it's usually like thirty to ten, thirty-four nil or something. You know, so I personally think that it will be, uh, it'll be a Melbourne victory. They'll win by twelve plus, but in I guess maybe a bit of a bowl prediction, I think that. They won't score more
1: than forty. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't think yeah, it's interesting. Like I could I could see it going to forty. Um but, you know, like I said, the Titans have been doing not too bad this season. Um like yeah, like you said, they've only conceded it once so far. Um, yeah, I just think it'll be another comfortable win like yep. you said with the Roosters and I just – hopefully it's um, not bad conditions. I would like to see the Storm kind of be able to play a bit of expansive footy. Um, they obviously kind of robbed of that last week. They very dewy surface last week against the Raiders. Yep. It was very um, obvious on the screen. So it'd be nice to kind of see them kind of flex their muscles a little bit this week. So i say, mate, but just kind of prove, you know, not – you know, and I'm not – you know, still the Titans, so they could go out and upset, but I would like to see the Storm just to, you know – comfortably take this one and and I think i just just to kind of go on a little bit, I don't think much has been said about what the storm have been dealing with injury wise and um obviously their change of location as well to, you know, kind of win two games without Munsters is, a, you know, impressive against the Raiders and the Roosters and also missing Vinvalu last week. We've had, you know, at A Car in and out of the team. And Felice Kafusi too. So I think, like I know, everyone deals with the injuries, but I actually have been very um, proud of how the boys have actually been going. Actually, like from just a fan fan perspective, just to get those get those wins across the board with a side that has been dealing with a bit of bit of injuries and a bit of other stuff as well. So yeah, no, I have been impressed.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll head to the second game on Friday. West Tigers up against the Brisbane Broncos. Have to side with the Tigers in this one. I've, as I said last week, I got them in the top eight. If I have them as a top eight side, they need to be winning a game like this, although not confidently. I can understand people tipping the Broncos. They're coming off you know, a good win, their first win since the season has resumed. The Tigers are coming off a couple of losses. Brisbane could, Brisbane will be confident in this game, but I, I, as I said, I, if I, if I'm taking the Tigers seriously as a final side. They have to win this one. So I'm going with the Tigers. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going for the Tigers too. I made a point last week why I tipped the board and obviously it didn't um kind of you know, turn out the way I would have you know, I I saw it. But I do think um I did think Kieran Forum was gonna kind of stead into victory with his kicking game and his kind of steering around the ship and I do believe Benji will do it this week, you know, hopefully, you know, second time's a charm. But I, I do see kind of a performance where Benji can kind of challenge the back three of an of the Broncos, and yeah, I do think they'll just get up for this. I do feel like they'll get up for this game with the home advantage as well too. So it's one of those ones where I could see the Broncos, you know, winning. It's hard to see. It's hard to really, you know, kind of gauge where they are at after just that one performance last week, but. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to side with the Tigers this week. Okay.
0: So we've got the Tigers there. The Dragons up against the Bulldogs on Saturday. We just spoke about how the Dragons are looking a bit better. I will be going with the Dragons, and obviously the Bulldogs are not in a great state right now. So the Dragons.
1: Yeah, I think the Dragons too, and I think um, there's a real potential for them to put on a bit of a score here too. Okay. Like this yeah, I just got that feeling they'll really put the, um, put it on the Bulldogs this week. Just yeah, and probably um, it will probably backfire against me. But yeah, I think the Dragons. You know, I was last time. This is the only time the Bulldogs got to win the season. I think yeah. that. I think it's great Day. yeah. and the Bulldogs won that one pretty comfortably too. So yeah, the Dragons got a bit of revenge in their sights, and yeah, no, I do see a relatively easy. Wooden by the Dragons this week. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: we've also got the Rabbitohs up against Ooh. the Knights. I'm going with the Knights here. They've looked like the best team this season so far. I've got a couple of players coming back. Rabbitohs, I know that they've looked good recently. Uh, however, they've, for the most part, been beating teams that They haven't been been the best teams, the better teams. And Newcastle have been a better team this season. They took the Eagles down to the wire. I can't go past Newcastle in this one. But I can understand why you'd pick
1: the other Is Daniel Sofidi yet for this game?
0: Um, Let me check. I've got it right here. Uh, Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's good for me. Um, because I did have the Knights before we well, were jumping on. Because I feel like the Knights, obviously, the Rabbitohs back line was able to kind of, you know, have a have a kind of a standout performance last week. But I think, you know, the the Cow and the Meter gainage of the Knights four pack I thought would would do kind of yeah. you know kind of class the Rabbitohs this week, but not, not having Safedi there's, but for me because I think last year that was his biggest Achilles heel with Clima. It was someone else to stand up alongside Clima um, well, and been that guy. But I feel like his brother's been doing a great job of that. So I'm still I'm still going to go after not. So yeah, but it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, well um, Mitch Barnett comes back in too, who was playing very well ah. at the very start of the season before getting injured. So he'll be coming back off the bench. Um, yep. Jacob Sofidi starting, so definitely a loss with Daniel. However, I believe a returning Mitch Barnett could, you know, uh, I guess re- re-round out that forward pack and keep keep it strong, in my opinion.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'll stick with the Knights.
0: Yeah, I think I'll stick with the Knights. Yeah. Um, so we head now to our last Saturday game. Seagulls up against the Eagles, bit of a traditional rivalry. Um, Eels.
1: What do you reckon? Yeah, yep. yep. yeah. It was like, yeah. I think um, not much has to be said about this one. But, hey, be one of those games where a typical des has a side that gets up yep. for it um, after, you know, not performing and obviously having excuse, like obviously valued excuses, not those, not to kind of um, overshadow the losses, but, you know, a lot of people Saw a decline with Chavoivich out and Fanua out and Walker out, but yeah, it'd be one of those typical Hazler performances. But look, I can't, I've been really impressed by the Eels. Like, I had them, I knew they were going to be good this year, but I just see them some qualities. Like I said about performance last week, those games they wouldn't win last last year, and they're the best defense in the comp, according to points different. Like, yep. you know, you can, I think Roosters are the best defensive team. But, like, from the numbers, it's the eels, um so, yeah, for me, the eel's going to win this one, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see the next couple of weeks just going to pop it, like I feel like I'm going to be the tipping the eels most weeks, um too they've just they've just been good, and I really feel like man, they're hitting their, they're definitely hitting the groove, um yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely, uh last game of the round now.
0: Panthers up against the Cowboys. I'll make it quick. Warriors, Sharks? Have I forgotten the Warriors and Sharks?
1: Yeah, yeah. four o'clock game. Four four o'clock
0: game. Two o'clock game, sorry. Oh, they've changed it. The four o'clock's the last one this week. Poor Warriors and Sharks. I absolutely skipped them. For some reason, I thought... See, Manly and Parramatta, I don't know. I just associate them with a Sunday afternoon game. They yeah, usually play Sunday afternoon, so when I read that out, I just thought, okay, Skip, what's the last game of the round? But, yeah, anyway, Warriors and Sharks. Um, I'm going on the Sharks to
1: bounce back. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Sharks too, and I think... Um, I'm not too sure how... If these guys are going back this week, but it looks like there's a few Warriors players jumping back over. Yeah, to to, So, And it's, it's Kim Amaro, David Fusatua, and... Mm, not too sure. Yeah, of that one is there are two more, but just on Fitzgerald and Mamalo, um,
0: that's the wingers gone. Yeah. so
1: that's that's big. So yeah, I see the Sharks. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't overly impressed by the Sharks last week. And that that Panther Sharks game actually, I didn't watch that first half either. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I was out somewhere. I was like, oh, I won't record it. I'll be right. I'll be back in time. And then I put on the telly, and it's twenty six to nil. Basically, yep. twenty six minutes into it, so um, yeah, oh yeah, I think the sharks will be too good um, yeah. with the loss for the wires and just yeah, I think the sharks will get over the top. Okay,
0: last game of the round, Panthers Cowboys. I've got to go with Penrith.
1: Penrith, and I think we're going to get. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of my mayor predictions this week. Yeah, um, I reckon we're going to get. 40 nil, 40 nil, 40 nil. Panthers, Cowboys. So, That's, I've never, don't think I've ever done a score prediction here, and I'm normally not confident on doing score predictions, but I'm feeling it tonight, and yeah, why not? That
0: is especially risky when we both pretty much said we think Melbourne probably won't score 40 against the Titans, although they could, but you are hmm. confident Pennerful will put 40 on the Cowboys, eh? So, uh,
1: I am. I just man I just and the cows have just so oh, it's a shame because you know, for some of the listeners, they know that I was high on the cows, yeah. Um, but like, and I was listening to an old pod I did, and I was skeptical of the cows. Like, a few things I brought up was, yeah, pulled the coaching situation and a few of these um new combinations, and yeah, just a few other things, and you know, adjusting to homes in the lineup, yeah. But, I thought, you know, overall roster talent, that'd be great. But, yeah, they just haven't... They haven't... They've really disappointed me this year. Yeah. And uh, it'll probably be another year next year. Looking forward to next year where I'll probably, you know, do tip them to go high again. Hey,
0: the past... I don't think there has been a, a season in many a year where the Cowboys haven't been tipped to at least make the top eight. The past... Well, if we count 2020, it's looking like a third straight year they will miss the eight... After being expected to make it, when and I mean to brag a little, I did tip them to miss the eight in 2019 and in 2020. Although for 2020, I will cop some of that blame with you, um, cop some of that criticism, I guess, with your Sturk because I tip them to finish ninth. And usually, the team who finishes ninth is like on the same amount of points as as the team who finishes eighth, or they're yeah. only two points behind. So, I was tipping them to be in the race, which it looks like they won't even be. In 2019, I mean, I tipped them to finish 12th, and that was an unpopular decision, and they end up finishing 14th. So, Cowboys fans, hope that I tip you to win the minor premiership next year, and you might get third. Um, uh, But, yeah, okay. I I, I personally don't think Penrith will put 40 on them. I think Penrith will win comfortably. I can see something like a 36 to 10, you know what I mean, where Penrith is still clearly the dominant side out of the Cowboys get a couple of the tries in there and Penrith don't exactly, you know, score try after try after try. it yeah. will be a bit spaced out, but Penrith will still win comfortably. Anyway, Stirk, I believe we've got all the same tips for the third time this year, um, I think for the third time in four weeks as well, so... Oh, nice, we're on the right page. We are on the right page. We'll have to see how it turns out. Guys, thank you for listening in. I've been Oliver from Rugby League, my opinion, joined by Stirk from Here Comes the Boom. I'll hand it over to you to say farewell, my friend. Awesome.
1: Cheers, Ozza, and cheers, guys, for listening. Have a great weekend watching the footy, and we'll be back next week. Cheers.